You are listening to the PFG Vibecast. I am your co-host, Julie Voigt, and with me as always is Mr. Russell Baxter. Russell, take it away. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the 33rd edition of the PFG Vibecast. My name is Russell Baxter, and I am joined by PFG Vibe co-founder Julie Voigt. Julie, how are you? It's fabulous to be back. Yes, it is. And uh, it seems like we've been gone for a little while. And meanwhile, a whole half of a football season unfolded uh, as of Monday night. (laughs) But I like to call the halfway point of the year. Every team's played at least eight games. That makes it fair and square. I know some teams have played nine. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so far, it's been a fascinating season, although it's it's worth pointing out, Julie, that Mm -hmm. every team in the AFC that won the division last year is in first place right now. And in the NFC, the Cowboys and the Saints are in first place. They won their respective divisions last year. So the only different first place teams um, are the Green Bay Packers and the undefeated, the only undefeated team left in the league, the San Francisco 49ers. That's what kind of fascinates me about the first half of the year. What about you? It's just unbelievable how you have these teams that just all of a sudden, you know, for instance, the 49ers, who would have thought just by one position, which is with Garoppolo, can end up being the only undefeated team midseason right now. Um, Cowboys, of course, in their division, I'm not really too surprised with that. And of course, with the Saints, and I think we probably remember when we did our, you know, preseason rankings, I think both of us actually agreed that the Saints would play in the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. but despite of everything that these teams are going through um, the AFC. I love the AFC. You know that, especially the AFC South. It always can go either way, but when you look at it midway, it pretty much is exactly where we were last year. But who knows? We still have these close calls, especially with the AFC South. You have, you know, some key players coming back to certain teams, which I know we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, we have the Colts, of course, just one game between the Texans, a lot can change. And of course, still plenty of football left to be played. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, not a lot of football to be played for some prominent players Mm -hmm. going into the season or who got injured early in the season. Obviously, I don't have to remind you about, you know, the unexpected retirement of Andrew Luck Mm -hmm. and Roethlisberger going down in week two, Drew Brees going back uh, down in week two, although he's back. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the league MVP from a year ago, um, hasn't played the last few games. Uh, so the ever-changing landscape of the National Football League is what's fascinating. That's why when you look at the beginning of the year, and obviously predictions are predictions, um, but, uh, you know, to do, Julie, game-by-game predictions and sometimes just absolutely not knowing who mm-hmm. you're around for whatever whatever reasons. So... Um, which brings me to this question, which team to you so far has been your biggest surprise after, um, after the first half of the season, who surprised you the most? Well, you know, this season has been very interesting to say the least you have, and 
going back to this question, three teams do stick out, but I think there is one particular team that really has shocked me. Of course, you, you, you can't leave out the Oakland Raiders. I think, you know, they're actually winning some games and who knows what the future is for them. I'm not completely ruling them out yet, but I am not completely ruling them out of anything else. Um, of course, we have the 49ers, just like we said earlier, we have them 8-0 right now. Um, the one team that really has stuck to their guns from the beginning and is still going strong, in my opinion, are the Buffalo Bills. They came mm -hmm. into the preseason, they came in roaring like a lion and grabbing whatever they can during free agency. They were draft heavy, putting all the pieces together, um, pretty much getting um, Josh Allen what he needed to be successful. And so far, you know, with their record being, I believe it's um, six and two. Six, six and two, right. right. Uh, it's been worse before. And they're right underneath the Patriots. Of course, Sunday night, the Patriots prove that they can be beaten. Weirder things have happened in the NFL. Who knows what can happen? And I'm I'm sticking with these bills. I think they have what it takes to be a possible contender. Well, you had them as one of your preseason uh, playoff picks. I remember that very, very well. Mm -hmm. They've already won as many games as they did all of last season. Right. Only two losses and two pretty formidable teams. They lost to New England, and they lost to, uh, I, I would say, the unpredictable Philadelphia Eagles. You really never know. <laughs> What exactly. you're going to with Philadelphia, mm -hmm. you know, they've laid some eggs this year, which I guess makes sense because they are Eagles. Um, but on the other hand, uh, they Green Bay in one. They mm -hmm. go to Buffalo convincingly in one. So um, they got blown out by Dallas and they got blown out by Minnesota. So, um, you know, that's an interesting team. To me, the biggest surprise, and I'm with you with the Raiders. Um, and I love what the Bills did in the offseason because they fortified the trenches. But the team that's caught me probably the most off guard are the Carolina Panthers. Um, mm. I was sitting at five and three. They were 0 and 2 at one juncture. Um, and I know that the natural thing would be to think, well, you know, no Cam Newton, they would fall apart. To me, the Panthers are less about Cam Newton and more about other places. Their defense wasn't was a year ago what we had seen in years past. Mm -hmm. You know, this offseason they added Gerald McCoy and they drafted Brian Burns. And I wasn't sure if their offensive line was going to hold up. And I wasn't sure if, if Christian McCaffrey could match what he did last year. And, and I was right. He might be better than last year. Mm -hmm. so, um, and, you know, Kyle Allen has come in and they look like a, a fresher team. And they look like a team, Julie, mm -hmm. that has a healthy quarterback. As we know, Cam Newton, you know, hurt his shoulder middle of the year last year on a Thursday night. He never really got any better. Um, this year, he started the first two games. They struggled. Uh, foot injury. Um, the Panthers recently put him curve. Um, so, uh, you know, to me, they're a surprise. They're kind of hanging in there with the Saints. They haven't played the Saints yet. Mm -hmm. uh, NFC South is really interesting when it comes to teams playing each other within the division. Uh, you know, the Falcons and the Saints get back from their off weeks this week, Julie. And Atlanta is now going to play five games in a row in the division. And the mm -hmm. Saints are going to play four games in a row in the division. So, um, you know, the, the Panthers, they got whacked a couple weeks ago in San Francisco. And, and that's all well and good. But they rebounded with a win uh, at Tennessee. 
uh, that they to me have caught me by surprise. And, you know, you look at the NFC and how strong it is. Somebody, with, I think, with a pretty good record might not wind up making the playoffs in that conference. So going back to the Panthers, do you see Cam Newton returning as a Panther next season? Oh, that's, uh, oh, boy. Speaking of quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking, well, speaking of a former league and the number one pick in the 2011 draft. And I would say, yes, I, I, I do see him coming back next year. Now, how long he stays with the team might be a totally different question because are the Panthers willing to invest into Kyle Allen and think, um, you know, that he is the future of the team. Remember, they also, dra- I believe, drafted a quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what direction are they headed in? Uh, you know, to me, Cam Newton's still a very, very talented player. He's just not healthy right now. And maybe he needs to take this time off. Or maybe, you know, because of the kind of player he is, he's a, a big guy, a, a physical runner, um, uh, gifted, uh, has a gifted arm. His passing at times has been a little up and down, but, um, you know, he's still one of the most exciting players in the league, but he hasn't been himself, obviously, for over a year, and we've barely seen him this year. So um, I think the Panthers would be wise to bring him back, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I think Panthers also might be wise to look at their quarterback situation, and if there's somebody interested in Cam Newton, do what's best for the organization. Exactly. And a little side note there, that quarterback that um, Carolina did draft happened to be Will Greer. Just just wanted yeah. to point that out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the, name escaped, the name escaped me, and I know, uh, I know how you talked about him uh, last year when we had Sean Salisbury on our show, and uh, I know how he feels. I know how you feel about him, so mm-hmm. um, we shall see. Uh, that's yes, yes, we situation. shall. I don't think the Carolina Panthers would think they would be sitting where they're sitting right now mm-hmm. out Cam Newton to be on. I mean, I, I guess if you ask them, um, I'm sure they would be a, a, a little surprised. Again, they got off to an 0-2 start, and now they come back like gangbusters. Uh, and, and with some pretty impressive wins. Don't forget Carolina went into Houston this year and beat the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, as, um, you know, let's just go ahead and stick with this for a couple minutes. Now, um, on Monday night, I did run a poll during the Cowboys-Giants game, and I wanted to know what everyone thought, will we ever see Eli Manning play again? So with those results that I have pulled up right now, 69% out of 157 votes say no. They do not see Eli Manning play again. Um, I know Daniel Jones. I know he's doing his part. I know everybody when he was first drafted. Uh, mixed feelings. Let's just we'll just say mixed feelings. What are your what's your take on that? Hey, that's that's an interesting call. I mean, it's funny. Uh, you know, since Eli became, it's only the you know, he's the only second time he's been knocked out of action, and it's taken a head coach both times to get him off the field. Once was Ben McAdoo, mm-hmm. plus Ben McAdoo's job. And now of course it was Jack Shermer uh, and the organization as well. Um, listen, he's had a pretty solid career. I don't think it's been overly spectacular except for a couple of Super Bowl runs. Funny when the giants have made the playoffs, Julie, with him as the quarterback, mm-hmm. he either won the Super Bowl 
or they've been knocked out right away. There's no in-between. There's no, well, we got to the divisional round. We got to the championship round. No, they've either won the Super Bowl or they've been knocked out in their first playoff game. Interesting. It's, uh, listen, he's had an outstanding career. Um, mm-hmm. And as we all know, originally drafted by the San Diego Chargers, not the New York Giants. And then, of course, the swapping of rights with him and Phillip Rivers. They'll always be connected, him and those two, and Ben Roethlisberger, the class of 2004. I, this is a tough uh, – to me, this is a tough call because I think if Eli was going to, was going to go anywhere else, Julie, it would be something mm-hmm. like Jacksonville with Tom Coughlin. But obviously – not only did the Jaguars sign Nick Foles in the offseason, and he'll be back in action. Oh, yes, he will. Um, but they gotten a lot of good play out of a rookie named Gardner Minshew. Um, and, uh, you know, I know he had a rough night, rough outing against the Texans in, in London. He had four turnovers alone in the second half. So, um, you know, I feel like wanting to take the fifth and, and because I'm <laughs> not sure. Right. Um, you know, I, I look at e- how Eli has handled this in New York, and he's handled it the way he's handled everything else. Um, on the surface, looking nonchalant um, and just being very, very professional. Um, and um, I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a problem. Hey, this is why did, did we have other. Did you put an other button on that poll? <laughs> You know what I should have? Maybe yeah. Dink and Dunk, right? <laughs> yeah, Dink and Dunk. Yes, Dink, yes. The much controversial Dink and Dunk button that I heard about. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I, and then again, going back on Eli Manning, a, a couple things that, you know, of, of course, everyone knows I'm a realist. I'll tell you how it is and everything, you know, whatever is on my mind. And one thing that has been on my mind regarding Eli is, if he is done, should he be considered Hall of Famer? And of course, I, I, I'm shocked that it's actually a mixed review on that. To me, he's won two Super Bowls. He's beaten Tom Brady, which who doesn't beat Tom Brady, correct? I mean, <laughs> and in my opinion, I think he should be considered if he is done playing football. So that's just my, my Jules Voigt, you know, Voigt of reason right now. So well, it's, it's, it's perfectly logical and of course he would be considered mm-hmm. football hall of fame the pro football hall of fame is longevity combined with excellence now eli certainly has a longevity he certainly has incredible numbers mm-hmm. uh, he is a two-time super bowl champion mm-hmm. that's two the two-time super bowl champion thing doesn't mean as much for the Hall of Fame as some people might think it does. Now, I know that sounds like, wow, you're kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> how many, how many pl- players in, are in the Hall of Fame who didn't win Super Bowls? Okay, so to, I've always looked at that as more of a team accomplishment. It's funny, there have been a slew of coaches who have, uh, you know, for instance, Marv Levy is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Julie. He was 0-4 okay. the Super Bowl. Bud Grant is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Um, the whole body of work has to be taken in consideration. Um, I think a lot of times, to me, football is a lot about the eye test and then supplemented uh, by the numbers. I think, to me, when it comes to Eli, I don't know if it's a, a matter of 
him not being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think the bigger question with him will eventually be, would he be necessarily a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think eventually mm-hmm. would get in because I think he has meant a lot to an organization and a lot to the league and his teams have had success. Okay. And, you know, I know he was the MVP of both Super Bowls, um, but we also know there, you know, there was this helmet catch um, and there was this pass rush and there's this Mario Manningham catch. Um, you know, he epitomizes um, the grit that the Giants needed to beat the Patriots in both of those, those Super Bowls. And people I know will bring up Jim Plunkett, who was this, uh, a one-time Super Bowl MVP and a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not as of yet. Um, mm-hmm. But did I answer the question that you asked me two hours ago? <laughs> No, he, he will definitely get considered. I think he'll be a topic of discussion and hardly a slam dunk. Awesome. And of course, thanks to everyone that answered this poll. You know, it was just a plain and simple yes and or no answer. And I appreciate everyone that took their time and, and voted in that. Well, um, it's, it's a great question. And it's a great question at the time you asked it because we're watching Daniel Jones take his lumps. Um, and he's had a tough time, even in the game they won against Tampa, which really put him on the map. That first start he made, and they were down 28 to 10. And he ran in for what proved to be the game-winning touchdown. They know the Bucs missed a field goal at the end. Then they won two games in a row, but now they've kind of hit the skids. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is that the Giants lead the league in turnovers. They turned over the ball 22 times this year, and a lot of that is Daniel Jones. So, mm-hmm. But they're going to let him play through it, obviously. I, I don't see a scenario where they're thinking of bringing Eli Manning back in for the stretch run. Uh, right. That, that loss the other night to Dallas was critical. They, they once again, have been swept by the Cowboys. That's six losses in a row mm. to Dallas. Uh, I know they beat Washington last year. They got swept. In fact, they've been swept by the Eagles the previous two years. So they've got losing streaks within the division. So again, um, the I, I guess the, the only way I expect to see Eli this year is if he can play cornerback because they can oh. use him there. Well said, my friend. Well, speaking of well said, we talked about the Panthers before, didn't we, Julie? Yes, we have. And the Panthers, as we said, opened 0-2. And you know there were nine teams this year that opened zero and two, and um, some of them are above five hundred now. Some of them are at five hundred. Some of them are trying to get to five hundred. <laughs> um, are struggling to say the least. Why do I bring this up? Um, I know two weeks into the season, you hear a lot of numbers out there about. 0-2 teams not making the playoffs. Um, and I, I think it's worth pointing out that each of the last six seasons, going back to 2013, Julie, we've had at least one 0-2 team hmm. playoffs. Last year, we had an 0-3 and an 0-2. Mm-hmm. Not only make, um, you know, one of them won a division title, the Houston Texans. The other was the Seattle Seahawks. So mm-hmm. I decided, you know, look over the list. And um, I put to you, co-founder. That's me. Which, if any, of those 0-2 teams, and I'll do this real quickly. 
It's the Panthers, the Bengals, the Browns, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Washington Redskins. Those are your 0-2s. Julie, if you dare, which, if any of those teams, can make a serious playoff run? Well, of course, you know my thoughts on Jacksonville being a part of the AFC South, having them a couple seasons ago being completely dominant and winning the division, whereas last season they weren't even thought of. But like we had said earlier, we have Nick Foles coming back, and I believe he's coming back the week they are playing the Indianapolis Colts. What better, you know, um, game would he come back? He is unpredictable. Jacksonville can always be unpredictable with their mm-hmm. defense as well. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's let, let let's see how he plays out. And as much as I want to say Jacksonville might have a playoff run, I've said it on Twitter. I've got reamed for it. I'm sticking to my guns. Do not count out the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know with Again, another injured quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's, he's not in the picture. Their defense, T.J. Watt, we just talked about him on our pad on the back, actually, for this week. He is rumbling the talks of defensive player of the year. You and I both know defense wins championships. If any of these teams are going to try to at least make a playoff appearance, I think it would be Pittsburgh. Very interesting. And they're a team that obviously that was three games in a row, um, getting a little momentum. Uh, they have the, the, the Rams coming into town uh, this week. And you talked about their decent, but it's funny, uh, for those people who are not familiar, Pat on the Back is Julie and I's award segment that we do. Comes out every Wednesday morning. We pick an offensive player, regardless of conference, a defensive or special teams player, regardless of conference, and then a team that we thought won the week, for lack of a better word. Julie picked the Ravens this week. I picked uh, the Los Angeles. Uh, we kind of surrounded the defensive play week. <laughs> Julie picked T.J. Watt, and I picked Minka Fitzpatrick, who had that electrifying 96-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown against the Colts, and he's made a big difference for Pittsburgh since they came over. So she, yeah, that hurt. But I have Fitzpatrick, and the – defensive player the week was Bud Dupree Mm. the opposite guy the guy lines up on the other end of TJ Watt so we were in the ballpark Uh, Mm -hmm. so you know the NFL does it by conference they do an offensive defensive and special teams week and by the way pat on the back pat means player and team so somebody around here is really weird and crazy with this initial stuff I you know I uh, you know we might have to talk to the board about this guy so yeah, I have no clue, you know. As far as my 0-2, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I know I've talked a lot about the Panthers, and I'm going to kind of go in that direction, although I don't think they'll get there. And um, I say that because I still think they'll, they're a surprise team. Um, but the conference is so loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing to San Francisco is a conference loss, and it, that's certainly something that hurts. Um, they lost to the Rams – uh, earlier this year. They lost to Tampa Bay. The Rams and 49ers losses stick out to me because those are teams that they might get into tiebreakers with. Now, they're at Green Bay this week, and we saw the Packers in Los Angeles last week, and, you know, contrary to popular opinion, they, 
they did get off the plane, <laughs> but they spent most of the time on the sidelines because the Chargers played ball control. Mm -hmm. You know, in the 100-year history of the NFL, Julie, no quarterback has thrown a touchdown pass while he's on the sidelines. So kudos to the Chargers for playing ball control against Aaron Rodgers and company. Again, but you look at the NFC and you see how loaded it is. Um, I could see them making a run. I also can see Pittsburgh making a run, and I, I agree with you. They're, in fact, their chances might be a little more uh, realistic. Um, when you consider that in the AFC, obviously, there are 16 teams. Mm -hmm. um, only six teams are above 500. The others are either at 500, like Oakland um, and Pittsburgh, um, and, you know, teams like the Chargers and the Jaguars and the Titans at four and five. So no one's really kind of seized the moment, and no one's really – and you can even say this now, Julie, about the AFC East. No one's running away with any division. No. Well, so obviously there's a long way to go and so on. But uh, I'm going to stick with the Carolina Panthers. I think they'll make a valiant effort. They might even win 10 games this year, but I think they might wind up falling short. So um, before we sign off today, uh, and thank you again for listening to us. Uh, for those of us who, for those of you who follow on Twitter, um, gather your friends and make sure they follow Julie Noted underscore PFG, Max Football Guru, and PFG Vibe. And um, there's some exciting news today. Uh, you know, my website, uh, Pro Football Guru, has been around since 2011. Julie and I have been doing PFG Vibe uh, for about a year and a half now. And you can also find that on uh, profootballguru.com. Um, and tonight, um, and uh, you can now find Pro Football Guru referred to as SI Pro Football Guru. Um, I joined, uh, the, the website joined the Maven Coalition um, about a year and a half ago. And as you have read, uh, the, the Maven Coalition is, uh, now has SI. And today we officially became SI Pro Football Guru and SI EFG Vibe. And it's a very exciting time for us. And um, from a person who grew up reading Sports Illustrated and one time had detention, Julie, um, in, uh -oh. in, the high, in the high school library. And one of my, this is, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. I, I just thought uh -huh. tonight. I got detention. And one of the jobs they gave me in the library was I had to go back and sort out the magazines and make sure they were in the Oh, room. Lordy. Okay. And uh -huh. I happened to stumble upon the Sports Illustrated. And my goodness, what a mess. Someone had to get those things in order. So, mm -hmm. um, but I also felt it was important that I read them while I was putting them in order. And um, I think what happened is I wound up skipping over a few months and uh, the librarian event thought, oh, you got this far? Okay, I think you've done enough. Um, but now I, I, I look at the website today and it says SI Pro Football Guru. And for lack of a better word, that's kind of neat. Congratulations, my friend. You've, you've done this countless, countless years. You deserve it. And it's just a pleasure to work aside with you on this. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yes, I have done this for countless and countless years. In fact, it's been so long, 
I don't believe S or I were actually part of the alphabet um, when oh. writing. So <laughs> all kidding aside, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun, the two of us, okay? Because PFG Vibe is part of this as well. And the things we do with our awards and the things we do with our podcast and just the things we do together. And um, if you think we have, have been having fun this year, just wait for the next two months. I promise you, um, we will be a record meant to play at 33 speed and it'll be playing at 78. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Google it, okay? Because they're used to record players. So. You really threw me off on that. I had to take a step back and think, wait, what? <laughs> Just remember, Julie, your co-founder is old hyphen er, okay? Well, you got to remember. So. Well, I mean, is is it the record that had to use that little plastic thing in the middle that you had to, you know, make yes, sure the Julie. record say? Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, Julie. Yes, for the yes. forty-five. Those are the forty-fives. I remember forty-fives. Yes. yes. Okay. So I'm not much that older, or you're not I, that much older then. Julie, I remember forty-five. It was fifteen years ago. Okay. <laughs> anyway. As you can tell, Lee and I have fun doing this, and we have fun covering football. And we really enjoy the fact that everyone, for the most part, enjoys what we do. So, for Julie Noted BFG, I'm sorry, Julie Noted underscore BFG, and Backs Football Guru and PFG Vibe, thank you for listening to the 33rd edition. Look at that. See, the 33rd edition, okay? Not the 78th edition and not the 45th edition. And we're using numbers in that Roman numerals, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, me and my abacus were perfectly fine. I was growing up, so. Okay. For Julie, I'm Russell. Good night from the PFG Vibecast. <laughs> Great day. So long, everyone.